T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. Really excited to introduce you to my guest this morning. We are welcoming back to the program Bita Dayhoff. She is the president of the Community Action Council of Howard County, sometimes called CAC. It's good to have you back, Bita. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be back on your show, Gina. Thank yeah, we're, we're excited to have you back. And it seems weird that it's been over a year now. I, I did some quick research and we talked last on April 26th of 2020. So it was early in the pandemic. Um, you at CAC and the, and the Howard County Food Bank that you operate were just right in the thick of it then. So a year later, real quick, like I just want to catch up with you personally and just make sure that you and your family and your friends and everybody are OK in your life personally. We are all doing okay. Thank you so much for being so soft. You know, we've had a scary situation with my daughter who actually caught COVID, but thankfully she came through it really strong. And now we're all vaccinated. I'm so thankful for science for giving us an opportunity to take action to keep us safe. Absolutely. Yeah, good to hear that too. Yeah, we've also, um, you know, been vaccinated. Everybody's good. And um, But who, who would have thought, well, here we are a year later still um, talking remotely. You know, we've got you on the phone. So if anybody hears any blips or bleeps, you know, they can understand. But at least we've come a little ways. I mean, last time we talked to you, I was in my dining room on a like a, an app on my phone. So we're, we're getting somewhere, but we're certainly not completely out of the woods yet. So um, it's very important that we talk to you today for the great work that you do. And for those who don't know and aren't from, as familiar, please explain... Um, uh, for people, what the Community Action Council of Howard County is and does, and also known as CAC, as we were saying, uh, what services you offer and who it benefits. So that's quite a lot in one question, but we'll get to it one thing at a time. <laughs> that's a wonderful question. Well, you know, in our community, the Community Action Council of Howard County is truly the go-to organization for families who find themselves struggling to make ends meet. We're a nonprofit organization here in Howard County, and we are dedicated to serving people who need a hand up and find themselves face-to-face with crisis. We provide four core services, which are food assistance, housing assistance, utility cost assistance, and early childhood education programming, like pre-K and Head Start. So please, if you find yourself in a situation where you need food or haven't been able to pay your rent or need a security deposit for a new place, or even the cost of utilities have become a major burden for you, please reach out to us. And Gina, you know, what makes us unique is that we deliver these services in a holistic fashion. We layer them on top of each other with the intention 
of not just providing a band-aid solution to here and now, but really understanding the root cause of the problem and to help the families move from a state of crisis to financial stability and finally to self-sufficiency. That's important. And you guys are uh, online, of course, cac-hc.org if people want to log on. Um, You're also on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, And do you have to reside in Howard County to um, take advantage of the services that you offer? For most of our services, you have to be a Howard County resident in order to access uh, food assistance, Head Start services, and energy assistance. But in our um, weatherization program, we are a statewide provider. So if uh, your home is in need of energy efficiency, please give us a call and we will reach out to you and see if you're eligible to receive that service. Excellent. And the program actually saves about $500 a year uh, from a household utility cost. So it is considered a self-sufficiency program. That's great. Now, what is the phone number in case people, um, and we'll give it out again later, but in case somebody wants to jot that number down, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you that way? Uh, to call us, 410-313-6440. Okay, that's easy, 410-313-6440. Um, so how, approximately how many families does CAC serve on an annual basis, and how has that number changed over the past year, even since we've spoken? Is it still... Um, on the way up, or are things starting to level off at all? Yeah, over the year it's been. Here at Community Action Council, we usually serve about thirty to 35,000 Howard County residents each year. But, goodness, this past year we served 52,000 people, Gina. Oh, my and- goodness. Wow. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness you're there for them. Thank you. This is a 40% increase over the number of people that needed our assistance uh, just a year before. And it really speaks to the widespread impact of the pandemic. And, you know, to put it in perspective, I mean, remember, like, the entire population of Howard County is about 300,000 people. So it's really significant that that many individuals step forward and ask for support. And we've also seen like an alarming growth in food insecurity in Howard County, especially among children and our senior citizens. Um, about 35% of the people who come to us to the food bank are senior citizens. And uh, it's heartbreaking, but about 40% are children under the age of 18. And you know what? Unfortunately, we don't see these numbers subsiding. And as a matter of fact, they seem to be increasing as we compare the number of people that we served last year to the number of people who are coming to us this year. Wow. And that's and that does that have a lot to do, too, with um, the fact that kids weren't always in school where they get those meals and also with the seniors, you know, the senior centers being closed or there being that um, the pandemic impacting those particular groups uh, significantly. That, that has to have something to do with it, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, the services are limited, transportation was limited, and uh, people are just kind of, especially senior citizens, are really vulnerable and getting out of their homes less and less. And so there is a demand and urgency of the need that has really been intense when we compare this year to last year. Yeah, and these are all our friends and neighbors in Howard County um, that need your help for sure. And many people listening to this interview might work in the greater Baltimore area, but live in Howard County. I know several people that I work with that fall into that category. So um, why should CAC be important to everyone in the community, not just those who use the services and, you know, whether that's awareness or involvement or 
um, donating or what they can do? Tell us why that's so critical. Yeah, and that, that's an amazing question. And I guess, um, you know, I can answer this question from two standpoints, one from an economic point of view and the other from a values perspective. And first, you know, the economics of it, follow the money. I think organizations like Community Action Council are important, not just to their communities, but to their region and nation as a whole, because we help America maintain a strong middle class that has purchasing power to fuel our economy and support, we support the workforce that can contribute to increase our growth and productivity. And, you know, we know that when families fall from middle class to poverty, it puts pressure on the entire economy, on our schools, on our health system, and ultimately, and really most importantly, um, it affects where people choose to live and work, where businesses set up their headquarters. And poverty just harms our ability to compete. Uh, so Community Action Council is all about prevention, preventing hunger, homelessness, preventing lack of access to high-quality education, because these programs help reduce the effects of poverty and help a person focus on reaching their fullest potential. And now for the second point of view, and um, more than economics, from a values perspective, and why I've dedicated my professional life to serving others. Uh, to your point, I think we should care about organizations like Community Action Council because at the end of the day, as humans, we're all one. And the pandemic has, in a sense, awakened all of our senses to the reality that we're all vulnerable and crisis can knock on anybody's door on any given day. And when that day comes, we want to know that our community is there to help us. And that's why please help Community Action Council be ready to help our community when they're in need. And that's, uh, I really want to thank you so much that that service, um, you know, motivation for you to, to help others is such a, a noble profession. Is that something um, you always wanted to do? Like, say there's a, a younger person listening right now that's like, I want to do that too. Like, was that something as far back as when you were school age that you knew you wanted to do that? Or was there something personal in your life that sort of impacted you that you wanted to help others? How did that come to be that this is what, what you're doing now, which is such great and important work? Yeah, it's a combination of both. I mean, I grew up watching my both of my parents serve our community in, in such an intense way. And um, and also, I'm, I'm originally from Iran, so I migrated to the United States. Uh, because of the revolution in Iran, which was really caused by lack of hopelessness and the divide between those who have and those who don't. And uh, when I came to Community Action Council, I found my calling, uh, and I knew that there wasn't anything that I could do to help my home country, but if I could make this corner of the world a little bit better than I found it, then that was going to be what I dedicated myself to, and, and really removing the sense of uh, hopelessness is is what Community Action Council does. I mean, we provide all these programs, but at the end of the day, we do it in a way that removes all the barriers from an individual or a family's life so that they can focus on achieving their goals and becoming who they want to be and, and uh, reaching their full potential. And I think that's what makes my life really special and meaningful. Absolutely. Have you always been in the role as president? And um, how long have you have you been with CAC now? 
So, no, I haven't always been in this role. I've been in this role for 11 and a half years now. And um, my background is actually is in finance and accounting. So I entered the Reaction Council 30 years ago uh, as the director of the finance department. And uh, little by little, I just uh, found and learned different aspects of the operation. And as I was sitting in the back watching, uh, dreaming about how we could do things in ways that really um, have uh, a broader impact for our community. I see how it all works together. That's really smart. And I'm glad that that you're you're the right person for the job. I'm glad that, you know, you, you saw that through and you're doing that every day as president of the Community Action Council of Howard County. That's such a great story. Thank you. And uh, very importantly, you know, you guys operate the the, the Howard County Food Bank, um, which provides, um, does, does that provide only shelf-stable foods, or are there some uh, fresh options that are available now? And um, taking that even one step further, do you have options for those with food allergies as well? It sounds to me like you, you may be expanding that in a lot of ways. Absolutely. That's a great question. Again, thank you. Absolutely, yes. Uh, there are fresh options available every day at the Howard County Food Bank. We know that uh, there are communities in Howard County where there is a lack of convenient places that offer affordable and healthy food options. They're called food deserts, and clearly uh, that can have long-term and very negative health consequences. So in order to remedy that problem here at the Howard County Food Bank, we are committed to making sure that we provide healthy and nutritious items for the families. And actually, when you walk into our food bank, you would think that you've walked into a little grocery store. There are shelf-stable foods like tuna, beans, bread, and soups, but there are also items like milk and eggs and yogurt and meat and poultry, as well as fresh fruits and vegetables. We also, to your question, have a safe food section, which is designed to serve uh, food for those with allergies or dietary restrictions, such as being on a low-sodium or low-sugar diet. Those items are usually very expensive, actually, at the grocery stores, and we thought that it was really important to offer them as an option at our food bank. And um, you know what? I'd love to invite you and your listeners to come and visit our food bank. I think you'd be delighted uh, to not only... um, See the items that we have on our shelves, but the incredible way our volunteers and staff make sure that our families are served with a high level of dignity. That's amazing. So is that something, I have the restrictions lifted um, enough that you've been able to um, welcome back some of those volunteers, or did you, like, where are you with that now? Because earlier in the pandemic, I'm sure you probably had, um, you know, things were a little bit different in operating. So is it getting a little bit um, where you have a little bit more... Um, you know, freedom to have more people in there or people to visit or to volunteer, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, actually, we just opened the food bank again uh, this past week where people can come in and shop just like they were doing in the past and just like they did in the grocery store. All of our staff and volunteers are, who are working at the food bank are vaccinated. And we needed to make sure that we provide a really safe environment for the team to be there and to work there and welcome our clients. And then we have um, all of the precautions in place as it relates to providing masks and gloves and uh, creating opportunity for distancing 
so that uh, there is not an opportunity to spread COVID. Right. And I think I was watching something on one of your, um, you know, social media platforms where one of your um, co-workers was filming a video and sort of, you know, scanning around and showing the shelves and, and just so proud of that moment. And was, I think it was fairly recently I remember watching it and I, I was so, so impressed. But, yeah, coming down in person to just really see it and and all the work that you're doing is, is something that um, people should really do. And how do, how do they go about doing that? Would they just contact you through the website or what's the best way to do that? You can definitely contact us through the website or give us a call on 410-313-6440. And if they're comfortable coming to the food bank for a tour, that's great. If not, we can provide a virtual tour for them, much like the one that you saw uh, on our social media link. Yeah, you guys do such a great job with that. And is, are there still some people out there that think, oh, Howard County, you know, people, they've got a lot of money in that county. I mean, is there still like a little bit of a learning curve to sort of tell people that there are neighbors in need, and especially now even more so? Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, Community Action Council, not Community Action Council, Howard County obviously has a uh, reputation for being an affluent community, and it is in in a lot of senses. But at the same time, about 36% of our population is struggling to make ends meet because everything is very expensive in our community. We have the most expensive housing costs and uh, very limited affordable housing by gas. So it is really challenging for families who are um, struggling to make ends meet. And and it is an issue of um, providing education and awareness that there are neighbors and friends in our community that are struggling and they need assistance. And the numbers speak to themselves, right? 53,000 people coming out to receive assistance from the food bank or uh, we now have a 1,000 applications for housing assistance. Uh, it's just a reflection of how challenging life was for some people and how the pandemic has really pushed them over. Mm-hmm. It's very um, easy to get behind. And then the further behind you get, the harder it is to catch up. So thank you for all the services that you provide for whether it's housing or food insecurity or all of the above. Um, and tell us about the community garden. I know you're really uh, proud of that and how the food that grows there benefits the county, Howard County, of course, we're talking about. Right. And one of the ways that we make sure that the families that we serve have access to fresh and nutritious food is through our garden. And to be honest, the garden came about because we made a commitment to providing good food to our community. For us, it wasn't just about ending hunger. We wanted to end hunger in a way that didn't cause health problems down the road. But as a nonprofit with limited dollars, we were in the same position as our clients. We couldn't afford to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. So we started our own garden, and it's been 12 years now since we started the garden, and it's truly become a community garden. It's a place of serenity where people of all ages and backgrounds come to be one with nature, have some quiet time, and literally get on their hands and knees and plant and water and weed and harvest food with those who are less fortunate. That's so cool. I can't believe it's been 12 years already. That's amazing. I know. Time goes by really fast. And you know what's so special about the garden is that it's also a place where our clients can go and give back to the food bank by volunteering and helping each other learn about how to grow food in their own backyards and even in their own kitchen. We have this container gardening classes that we offer. So we harvest about 2,000 pounds of organic produce from our garden. We grow everything from tomatoes and broccoli, spinach, even pumpkins. (laughs) 
<laughs> that sounds like fun, and it's also delicious. That's great. Um, and tell us, too, another great program you offer, the uh, CAC's Early Childhood Education Program. What does that entail? Oh, that's, that's, that's part of my job is going to those classrooms and hanging out with those kiddos. Um, yes, early childhood education is one of the four core programs that we offer. We have four centers in Howard County and can serve up to 362 three- to five-year-olds. The program is a pre-kindergarten school readiness program. And, you know, we all know that about 80% of a child's critical brain development takes place during the first five years of their life. So the level and quality of education a child receives in those first few years can truly set the trajectory for the rest of their life. So in our program, we support the children by helping them be academically ready to enter kindergarten, and we also focus on helping children build their social-emotional skills, and that's just as important so that they can succeed in a classroom environment. Um, and you know what, you know, before the pandemic, we did a community needs assessment, and the survey showed that a third of Howard County residents see affordable child care as their number one barrier to employment. In Howard County, I mean, talk about cost. Cost of child care for one child can be $24,000 a year. And if you have a couple of children, it starts to become impossible. Um, our Head Start and Pre-K programs are free for eligible families. And as a matter of fact, we are registering students right now, so the timing is perfect. So if you have a child who is between the ages of three to five, please feel free to reach out to us to register your child in our Head Start program. And I must add that our program is nationally accredited by NACI, which stands for National Association for Education of Young Children, and we hold the highest level of quality rating that is offered by MSPE, which is the Maryland State Department of Education. So once you come into our doors, you are in for an amazing educational and culturally enriching experience. Wow, you guys have a lot to be proud of, and you're right, um, you know, child care is super expensive, and that's that's a great resource to have um, in Howard County. Now, is technology a part of the program? And if so, because um, that's so important, too, how can families get access to technologies they may need but uh, sometimes can't afford? Yeah, absolutely. Technology is an absolute part of our program. And to be honest, if not through technology, we wouldn't be able to support children's educational needs over this past year. Um, to your point, we realize that our, you know, our organization's access to technology by itself and the fact that we had the ability to transform our curriculum from one that was in person to a virtual setting absolutely was not enough. We needed to make sure that we help our families overcome the digital divide and have access to technology in order for the kids to be able to participate. So um, with the help from county government, from our grantors, from donors, we purchased tablets for every child in our program. And in partnership with Comcast, we were able to get internet access to all of the families in our program as well. And um, you know, this past year really showed us the our eyes through the technology gap and gave us an opportunity to support the program the families that are in our program in so many different ways. And and we are really proud of the way CAC um, stood with our families and created access to technology for them. 
needed, not not just for the kids who were in our Head Start program, but sometimes for the siblings as well. Oh, absolutely. Or, you know, parents just logging on, trying to look for a job or, or any kind of services or needs that they might have. Um, and that's very generous of Comcast as well to get involved. And that's the kind of the power of you all working together, what we can accomplish together, which is really amazing. Um, and what some what are some of the opportunities that are there for volunteers that we mentioned a, a little earlier to get involved with CAC programs as pandemic restrictions uh, begin to ease and continue to ease a little bit that that, you know, opens the door a little bit for more people who want to help and what kinds of things can they get involved with? Um, I, you know, to be honest, we couldn't do what we do without our volunteer workforce. Uh, in, in a normal year, our CAC volunteers put in about 20,000 hours of service. I mean, that's like 11 full-time positions. Oh, my we, gosh. Uh, wow, that's staggering. <laughs> it really is. Um, so we have volunteer opportunities at our food bank and at our community garden. And for those who are still not comfortable to be in person, we have virtual activities. They can organize a speaker for CAC to give a presentation at their workplace. They can host a collection of food or needed items. Uh, if they go to a yoga class and they have a network of friends that, that um, you know, they connect with, please get the word out about CAC and let your friends know that we could not help the community without their support. Um, there are many ways to get involved, and we would love to have you. That's awesome. And where can people go if they need your services? Because that's very important, too. Or if they want to volunteer or donate, give us all those ways, whether it's you know online, on social media, by phone. Um, as we're wrapping up, we have a little bit like, I don't know, two, two minutes or so left. So I want to make sure we get that call to action out there for people who need the help that you provide. That's a great question, one of my most favorite questions for uh, those who are listening to this amazing program, and I think everybody in America should. Uh, <laughs> um, if, if you are in need of help, if you know somebody who is in need, um, please ask them to come to us. We are here. We are here to support you with open arms. Call us at 410 and um, know that we are an organization that you can lean on. And for those who are looking to help us do what we do and make a donation and get involved, please visit our website at www.cac-hc.org. Again, we really do this without the support of our community. So please give us a hand and get connected with us. We really need you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I hope that this program does reach all of America because I want all of America to know exactly the work that you are doing there. Vita Dayhoff, the president of the Community Action Council of Howard County CAC. Thank you so much for joining us again. And um, we have open invitation to, to bring you back here because you always have something going on and there's always a great need in our community. So thank you so much. And is there anybody real quick that you want to thank personally in your organization? Again, I know you don't do it yourself. So is there someone that needs us? shout out real quick before we we head out? I, I want to thank every employee and volunteer who have truly been unsung heroes at our organization. I mean, uh, through thick and thin, right from the beginning, they never stopped, they never went home, we never closed our doors, and we expanded and we pivoted and we changed in order to be able to meet the demands in a different way while keeping everybody safe. So I am thankful for everybody who has supported us through the year and to, to the community for their generosity and their support. And Thank you. 
Oh, you're so welcome. And it sounds like you have an incredible team under your leadership as well. Um, thank you again so much. We've been talking to Bita Dayhoff, the president of the Community Action Council of Howard County. And we'll talk to you again soon. And thank you all for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.